Hello and welcome to the Win-Win Effect podcast with your host, Chris Ross. This is the show for anyone that wants to drive productivity and maximize potential in any industry. Let's take a moment. Have you ever wondered about the psychology behind the persuasive marketing driving you to take action, sometimes on products you never thought people would buy? Well, that's just what makes this podcast stand out from the others. On these episodes, Chris will break down proven strategies that his companies use to respectably enroll prospective students into the correct programs to achieve overall business success and fulfillment in life. You will get a rare centralized look into both sides of the buyer-seller relationships that I'm sure anyone tuning in will receive massive value from to implement instantly. There are huge quantities of informational material from companies just trying to sell products, but not many giving you the right information on how to build companies from solid foundations, focusing on customers actually winning as the outcome. The Win-Win Effect podcast is a character-based code for human interaction and collaboration in business. Time is the only non-renewable resource in life. So with this podcast, the outcome is designed to bring you value, to make it worth your time. Happy Monday, Monday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Win Win Effect podcast. This is Chris Ross. I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. We have a really exciting topic to cover today. And of course, we have our co-host Wes Bays online to help us kind of dig real deep into this topic. And I'm so excited about this topic. But anyways, before I get into it, Wes, what's going on, my man? You doing all right? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm excited for today's topic. It's going to be fun and I hope everybody out there is doing well as well. And uh, I know it's crazy times. So, yeah, for uh, sure. you know, do what you can control and let's have a great call. Right, right. For sure. You know, these are very bizarre times. And I know that you see a lot of the memes out there and a lot of the stuff on social media, you know, trying to make the most of this type of time of people being isolated. But we've kind of been self-isolated for the last, well, for myself for seven years, you know, working from home. But you yeah. still, you know, keeping your sanity, you got to work on yourself and taking that time. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, are looking at this time and, and you're just going through it, but just the ones that are really going to excel and make an impact with themselves or in business or whatever situation is the ones that are looking at it with that perception of, I need to grow from it and learn a different skill set and maybe adding on whatever I already know. But allow me to say hello to all the listeners real quick. And I want to the one, especially the ones that are new to us, welcome. I really appreciate you guys taking the time and, you know, checking us out, the podcast. It blows my mind every week, Wes, to see how many new listeners we have subscribing to the show. I mean, have you looked at that late, lately? Yeah. Yeah. And I think absolutely with people, it's nice to see because I think with people being at home mm -hmm. and, you know, they're, they're, I, it's good to see that more people are actually trying to grow. Right. And trying to do better. And so it's, it's a great thing to see. And I'm, I'm proud of anybody really who's taken that time and effort. To, to help themselves and grow as a person. For sure. I mean, we even have a lot of people filling out the feedback form. And I know that, the, that sometimes it's hard for people to 
write down personal things and we appreciate any type of feedback you give us on the show. We have a lot of exciting new episodes coming out with different topics and different guests that we're going to have on the show as well. It's not about this, this show is all about giving you enough knowledge on a both sides of a buyer seller relationship, but it's also about a lot of the self-development and you trying to reflect on some of the things that maybe has potentially held you back over the years and hitting those some different types of numbers. When my results, and I'm sure Wes will agree with this, my results in the, you know, in sales or in business really skyrocketed when I started removing a lot of emotional blocks that I had that were preventing me from hitting a certain level of success, Wes. I yep. mean, was that, tell them a little bit more in depth about how that's helped you over the years. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know for you as well, you know, I've watched you do it over the year, over the years as well. And it's been an amazing thing to watch and see. And it's the same thing for myself. You know, it, when I was at some point, I was in a position where I was, had a ton of debt and mm -hmm. I felt like I was just sinking and sinking and sinking. And, you know, usually at that time, you're like, if only I had more of this or only I had more of that. And you realize at that point, or well, you realize after the fact that it's not because you need more of this or more of that. You're not even you're not even in a position to be able to acquire this and that to make right. your, your, you know, your whole situation better. And so when my perspective changed, when I started to remove some of those blockages that were stopping me, that's when I was able to get to that next level. That's when I was able to you know, help myself financially. It wasn't the other way around. I didn't get the finances and then helped myself. I helped myself first, started mm -hmm. viewing things differently. So I absolutely agree with that. I love what you said there helping yourself first. And that kind of goes into what we're going to talk about today. And I mean, as I mean, I know a lot of people are probably have seen this maybe on YouTube or maybe one of the platforms, you know, iTunes, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I've been asked to go on different shows and be a guest. And one thing that always keeps coming up, Wes, maybe it's just the way that I deliver some of the questions is emotional intelligence. And specifically the three conversations that go on in people's heads when they're having a conversation or working with a salesperson or working with a business or whatever it is, maybe just in your own relationship you have at home with your wife or your spouse, better half or lack thereof in a certain type of situation, but whatever it is, the three conversations that go on in people's head, and I know this makes an impact with people because I see what happens when I'm on these shows. I get so much feedback, Wes, because you get the point of view conversation the emotional conversation, the egotistical conversation. And I think that's what led us and made a decision on this topic of digging in a little deeper and getting to the core and the root of people's, you know, issues or the roadblocks or maybe some things that are actually hurting them and preventing them from hitting a certain level of success. So the, there's some people think, and this goes out to listeners, how many of you out there think, that you only have one brain inside your skull. You actually have two. You have the emotional side and then you have the logical side, subconscious and conscious. Wes, why does people have so many issues with having both of those brains talking to each other? It's, it's because, because one is run by emotion. Mm -hmm. That's why, because one is run by emotion and logic the person's view or perception of logic comes from how they feel. Right? right. So it's kind of backwards a little bit. And so logic isn't really logic in some cases. Logic is only what seems logical to you. 
based off of your experiences, which also come from your subconscious. And so it's, a, it's actually a bit crazy, but what, what the whole thing about getting better in this area comes down to awareness and self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And that's why we hear so many people talking about self-awareness, especially in today's, today's world, because the only way that you can start to help yourself is by being able to evaluate what's really going on in your subconscious right. and how that's influencing what you're doing consciously. And so this is, a, I think this is an extremely important topic and one that I think will enlighten a lot of people and start to make them view why it's so important for them to start getting more control over their own minds and thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. and start to, and I know we've talked about this a lot in the past, start to evaluate and reflect where they are and why they're feeling the way they're feeling because it all has to do with that. So the reason why they don't connect well, again, is because one is completely run by experiences and emotions. Right. And that That's is completely, point. completely, you know, up to that person's perceptions and what they do moving forward. Some of you, the two minds you have in your head are constantly battling each other. I've seen this a lot when I'm working with a new client or a new, you know, maybe it could be a business owner or whatnot. doesn't really matter what capacity, but I see so much of self-sabotage and it's exhausting is it not if both your brains are battling each other for others it may maybe it wouldn't be as as bad because they have the emotional intelligence and understand there's two sides of your brain i would say they probably have more of a cordial relationship right with both brains i mean tell the listeners a little bit more in depth about well i guess kind of open it up and dive into this a little bit more why do you feel that one side of the brain talks to the other side more with their personalities? I hope that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, where because you know our personalities is shaped by our experiences, mm-hmm. right, okay. and what we've gone through. And so the the way that, for example, you, because your subconscious controls the subconscious basically is it's the middleman. Mm-hmm. Because your unconscious is what stores all of your memories and experiences. And your subconscious is go, comes through and they'll, it pulls that information as needed. So that's why sometimes you'll just be having a conversation. All of a sudden you remember something that you never thought of for a long time. You know, for example, like on our last call, we, you know, you were kind of reflecting back on the Tony Robbins experience. Right. That you had. And what, that, when that was pulled was because we were having a relevant conversation. So the, the subconscious said, how can I add to this conversation the value that I'm looking to add to this conversation? So I went and pulled out that relevant story and that relevant memory from your unconscious. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so when people, you know, the reason why some people are so, you know, different personalities are, are, have different communication really just comes back to one thing. And that's because how aware are you of what's actually going on? with you. So it really just comes back to awareness because some, some people we are, you know, challenge themselves to be more aware and more honest with themselves about why they're feeling the way that they're feeling and take sense of responsibility. And some people don't. And so how they're controlled by their own subconscious comes back to their conscious effort into being able to decipher what's really going on in their own mind and how, what they can do to control the next steps and, and what they're going to do moving forward. I hope that part makes sense because this topic's a little tricky 
if you don't understand it well. And so I think there's going to be multiple ways we're going to need to explain it in order to be able to get to that, that root cause. When we were kind of deciding what topic we should lean into with this week, that tricky part is the reason why we embrace challenges and it goes a lot with our personalities and our standards in life. And I think that's why you don't hear a lot of people going this much into detail with this particular topic. So I hope this makes sense to all the listeners and you guys are going to follow us here. And if you start, mm -hmm. we start losing you, just start taking some notes because the understanding that while the logical brain represents your conscious thoughts, your ability to make decisions and the ability to understand how things work. So think about that for a second. On the other side, you, the emotional brain represents your impulses, your intuition, your constant, you know, constant desire for food or mm -hmm. more, you don't know, have for more fun, go outside, kick a ball around. Each of your two brains has its strengths and weaknesses. It's not about saying one side of your brain is smarter than the other side. It's no. When you get them to work together as a unit, you can become powerful. And that's what I believe as a, you know, as a seller, we'll talk about the sales side of it and the buyer side, but the buyer's experience, think about this for a second. And I'm going to try to stay with the, the topic and, and diving in and making more sense of what makes our methods very effective with people. So you have someone signs up for a program. They'll say, for instance, the coaching program. We get a lot of these. And what they're looking for is to be able to take their business to the next level. Mm -hmm. When I get them on the phone or what I've seen you do, Wes, what we try to do and what makes us get through to the core and the root of the problem with them for them to see as a problem, I'm, I'm narrowing my questions that hit both sides of that brain. And I'm doing it in a way where I'm trying to tap into getting them to start viewing me and viewing the situation a little different. Help me try to explain that a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Why does why is that effective? And do you see why would it be in the best interest of the buyer for the seller to have that approach? Right. This that's actually a great, great question. So again, going back to the conscious and subconscious mind. So mm -hmm. the only way that you can control what happens to you from a subconscious is by, by conscious effort, right? So we hear a lot about, for example, you know, people will talk about, you know, the, the book, The Secret, right? Or that video that came yep. out and it says, you know, you're able to manifest anything that you want. The reason why you can manifest anything that you want is because you're consciously putting things into your mind that are telling your subconscious to make you feel a certain way and to act a certain way. And those ways are positive, right? Because we can, we can control both sides. It can be either positive or extremely negative and depending on what you're putting in your mind. So what you can control first is, you know, what's the effort that you're putting in in order to start changing yourself. Right. And so with us, when we're talking to our, to our buyer, what we're looking to get them to do first is two things. Commit themselves to getting better because then they're going to start feeding their, themselves and their subconscious a lot more positive things. Yes. And within that process, what we're looking to do is get them to view us as a source of positivity to help fuel them and their subconscious to and, and get them to where they need to go. And once they associate you with that positivity, 
and they associate you with that outcome or that result or that good feeling that they want to keep feeding themselves. Mm -hmm. At that point, they can drop their guard and start building a much more trusting relationship with you and start to view you as the authority so that then from there, whatever recommendation you make for them, you can tell them, hey, go skydiving tomorrow. And at the bottom, you're going to have a $5 million in, in a bag waiting for you. And they'll probably believe it, right? Mm -hmm. As crazy as it sounds, but that's because that's the type of relationship you built with them. So then for you as the seller, your ethical responsibility is to guide them to where they need to go and guide them in the right direction. But at that point, they view you as the source for them to be able to get to where they want to go. So now it's okay. Now what do I need to do from here? And, and you hear this all the time, Chris, they're like, so Chris, what do I do from here? I have all this money. What do I do with it now? Right. Or, you know, I need, you know, what do you think I should do? What's your recommendation? Right. And that's the type of relationship we're trying to build. It takes with. a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and that commitment level of them understanding that I, it's not about them knowing that I will have their best interests at heart. They will feel that. Right. And that will actually help someone with the logical part of the brain taught to the emotional side because the emotional brain is impulsive mm. and it's inaccurate. <laughs> but, Tying it into the logic, that's why you justify with logic. Contrary to our understanding, the logical brain is the one that's occupying the passenger seat and, you know, and hoping you're going to make the right decision. Teaching people how to make the right, well, I'll put it this way. Helping your buyers make better financial decisions, we're only going to increase your value as a seller. Mm -hmm. And it's going to give you more confidence. Yes, Wes? Of course. So that confidence is something that's going to help you break through and get to the core and root of the problem and that rapport level. When they start viewing you as the expert, you don't need to tell them that you're the expert. Right. I don't tell my buyers that I have all this experience in what I'm going to do with them. This isn't about me. This is about them. I'm going to prove it through my value. And it won't take long because that's my confidence level course you have to look at check the attitude and rapport level the way in my tonality the way that i deliver it i deliver it differently with every single buyer right. completely i've seen you do this wes you deliver your calls don't or your meetings are never the same they're similar but they're never the same and you're always going to get to that one outcome because yeah. my outcome for them and i'll tell them this is the outcome that i'm looking for with you that's expectations at the beginning of the, the phone call is it not? Right. Why is the setting the expectations of a bigger outcome important with your buyers? You need to plant a seed. You need to plant a seed right from that moment mm -hmm. for them to start. Because, this, you know, going back to what you said about the emo tying the emotion to the logic. Yes. Setting the expectation starts to play off of the logical piece that they're looking for, that, that what they think they need in their mind. So you set the expectation. Now they understand what's going to happen. So first of all, you know, we fear what's unexpected. We fear what's not certain. But when I set an expectation, I'm making it more familiar. Yes. I'm making it more certain. And so you're dropping your fear of what it is. So for example, a lot of people take the reactive approach. So we talked about this when we talked about objections. They wait to get the objection and then try to handle it. Well, instead, if I set the expectation of what we're going to do when it comes to money, now you can start to make it more familiar in your own mind. So going back, so you can, I'm consciously telling you, this is what it's going to look like. We're going to talk about budgeting. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about how you use it. We're going to talk about your relationship with it. And I'm going to help you.
be able to get yourself to a point where you view money in such a way that allows you then to be successful and use it yes. wisely versus fearing it. Now it's justifying all of this in your own mind, but it's also feeding your emotional side because your emotional side was telling you, I suck with money. I lose money. I fear money. I've never made it before in my life. And that's what your emotional side is telling you. But now I'm going to give you the certainty that that's all going to change. Logically, it makes sense because I'm telling you it's going to help you reach your outcome. Emotionally, it's also feeding what you've been doubting for yourself all of this time. And just around that one expectation and how I framed it, it allowed me to be able to drop your guard completely right. and start viewing me then. And the same, after all of that, you're also then viewing me as a credible source. And I've never once said to you, I'm a money master. I didn't, I didn't need to. I just, I just fed what you needed to hear and feel in order for you to start viewing me that way and, view, and understanding what you're going to do moving forward. Exactly. You touched on something really, really important. Framing, that, framing the next phase of the call or the next phase of that journey with them. That's going to give them more clarity on exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Sometimes I'll frame the, and I've, <laughs> I've seen you do it a lot as well. Sometimes I'll frame it and I'll tell them how they're going to feel after I do it with them. Right. Just because, and I'm doing yeah. it not to position myself higher. I'm going to do it because there's not too much I haven't seen or heard from the people that I work with individually yeah. companies or corporations. Here's what's going to happen when you hit this, where when I go through this phase with you, you're going to tell me no. And you're going to tell me this. You're going, and I want you to, I want you to understand it's okay to tell me no, but I promise you, you're not. And they're like, that's no way. Especially mm -hmm. if they have issues with money and they viewing yeah. it indifferently. Like you no longer have the ability of the power to make decisions on your own anymore. After you work with me until I'm able to start helping you discover some of the things that have held you back. And here's the reason why you make poor decisions. X, Y, Z. I'm very specific because I'm writing down what is what I see and what I am observing from you. And there's zero judgment there. Yeah. That's the, that's another side of it that you, we need to talk about a little bit more is framing and creating the type of environment for them to feel safe and feel like they're not going to feel judged. Talk to me a little bit about that, Wes. Yeah, that's, that, that's part of the expectations, right? right. That, when you, accompl you accomplish that right from the beginning, when you're setting the expectations for that relationship, not even just for that call, you, gotta do, you always got to set two types of expectations, one for that call and one for the whole relationship and the outcome. Mm -hmm. And it's important for them to realize that you are not someone there that is just going to judge them based off of their finances or their past experiences or what they have done or haven't done or what they have or don't have. And you, again, you do that through expectation. So I'm going to tell you right from the beginning, Chris, I'm not here to judge you. I know that you, you know, wherever you are right now in life, understand that I know that you're here because you're trying to get to a better outcome. So my main focus with you is to help you get to your outcome. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you have done or haven't done, what you have or don't have. My role here for you is to help you get to where you want to go. And so what I need you to do moving forward, and I'm going to set another expectation because I need, to, I need to anchor that and I need to play off of it again. And so what I need you to do now that we have this understanding is, and I'm going to keep moving forward with what I'm talking about. Right. That's a, well done, the way that you position that, especially when understanding the feeling. Because of, 
The only way that I tell people sometimes, Wes, the only way you're going to be able to accomplish your goals is to promote the emotional side of your brain and to disobey the orders coming in from the logical side. Yeah. It's not an easy task, but that's my job with you. I'm going to help you make better decisions and have these both sides of your brains talking to each other because I'm going to, the way I'm asking the questions, the logical brain is superior. Understand this. And it has more power over your decision-making. But here's a tip to all the listeners. And if you don't know where to start, leave with questions of getting them to start tapping into the emotional side is how do you feel about X, Y, Z? And make sure you frame that properly. The feeling questions is always the best route to take or the approach to take with people like this. Say something like, how do you feel about taking some time to focus on things that you can control? And then when they answer, can you tell me, expand on that a little bit more for me? What do you mean behind that? What I'm hearing you say is X, Y, Z. But here's the thing. How do you feel about looking at X, Y, Z in this particular way? What type of results would you achieve, do you think? How would you feel about that? (laughs) Do you see how I'm able to completely remove it from them? And I'm going to, the way that I'm asking the questions in my framework, Wes, they're going to feel it now. Now their feelings are there. I hope that makes more sense and it gives the listeners more of an idea on how easily it can be done, but it needs to be done effortlessly for you to deliver it properly. So one thing that I could probably see people having questions on, you know, when it comes to that piece is how much of it are you, excuse me, how much of it are you looking to make them feel negatively about certain things and positively about others? That makes sense. That's a really good question. Like really good question. The negative and positive emotions that comes from your personalities and your past experiences, the way your social surroundings, the way that you're raised, whatever it could be. That's for the beliefs. If, say, for instance, hypothetically speaking, they have a strong conviction about something, Wes. Mm-hmm. And I'm, this is where you have people sometimes that are very, grew up very religious. So they think about money is something that's completely against the way that they're raised and their beliefs and their strong convictions. They're, yeah the way of life, how to remove something like that is to start poking holes into the conviction. Yeah. And when you start, don't try to attack it head on. You got to start shedding some light on the real story. The story they have, not me, the story yeah. they have attached to that conviction because that's where it comes from. You can't do this head on and, 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 and that's where a lot of salespeople fail. They have all the confrontation in the call and tension. Well, that's what salespeople don't like, Wes, is tension on a phone call because they don't know how to overcome it or maybe yep. just face to face. I don't ever attack the situation head on with them because I'm trying to get them to understand, well, maybe that's something that I shouldn't believe. I shouldn't have a strong conviction. That is holding me back. Chris, I really appreciate what you just did there. And I've literally had people tell me that. Yeah. This helps me. And that's where it goes to my objective when I get on a phone or me working with the person individually or a company or corporation. I'm looking to see how I can make an impact. I'm not looking to see where I can make a sale. Right. How can I make an impact with you? And the only way I make an impact is tying in 
the subconscious and conscious and helping them discover why they feel a certain way about, you know, X, Y, Z. It could be money, could be time, could be whatever. That's why I don't get a lot of objections. You don't either. No. In other words, you need to bargain with your buyer and help them believe that it's imperative that they deal with this now and create the urgency that way. They may not want to, but you might convince them to have them share with you a little bit more information of start breaking through to the core and root of the problem. You've ever seen that? And I'm sure you have. I love Rocky movies. Yeah. (laughs) That's the, um, growing up as a kid, I loved, I was like literally loved Rocky. I don't see Sly Stallone as Sly Stallone. I see him as Rocky. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Rocky four, when he was fighting the Russian guy, Drago, whatever, Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. Yeah. Towards the end of the movie, inside the fight, when they were having, and he hit him and he cut him and he realized he wasn't a machine. That's exactly what I'm talking about. When you, he's, he's not a machine. I, he's bleeding. He bleeds just like me. Well, that's how I feel sometimes when you're getting someone that has a very strong conviction and they don't realize that's the problem. Slowly over time, talking through this and com, you know, communicating with your buyer about your view and the way that your, your perception and how you feel that that's actually going to hurt them in the long run, short term, whatever. This will allow them to see the problem themselves and be forever grateful for you. Yeah. That you took the time and had the knowledge and courage, it takes a lot of courage, to be able to expose with your buyers that, listen, do you see now why I'm spending so much time with this, with you? Why do you think that is? I flip it back around. Why do, you, why do you feel that I want to embrace this challenge with you? Why do you feel that? Why? And let them tell you. Yeah. And, that's, and that's, a, that's a huge point, I think, that really needs to be addressed because, you know, you're creating the dynamic of, I'm not here just to get you to this outcome. I'm here to, I'm here to help you. Yes. Right? And through that, <clears throat> I'm willing to dive into the trenches with you. But what you're doing is you're shedding light on the fact that this thing, whatever it is, this problem or this area or this topic is going to hold you back from getting to where you want to go. And so I guess just kind of expanding a little bit on that piece. So why is that part so important in, in the sales process? You're only able, it, it's important for a lot of, well, for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. But it all comes back to your core values as a salesperson. Because I don't like to call myself as a salesperson. I try to, I view myself so much more than that. Yeah. I believe that every person on this planet is a salesperson. Either you're selling me on the reasons why, if you're a kid, the reason why that your parents shouldn't beat you or punish you, or you're selling them on the reasons why you want to eat a certain particular food and not eat this food. Could be if you're a teenager, you're selling yourself an idea of where you want to go to college, what you want to do with your life. Do you see my point? Yeah. That's how I view this. And to go into a little deeper and trying to shed some light on how to tie all this back in and why it's so important. Because you need to get them to understand, yes, I might make a commission or I might make some type of money working 
with these problems with you, if you position yourself with my recommendations on this particular pro program, product or service or good. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But I tell my buyers that right from the beginning. But I try to give them so much more because that's my core value. Yeah. I'm not just trying to sell you this program, product or service or good, or maybe selling a company on uh, the methodology of the buyer seller relationship with the win-win effect. No, of course not. That's not, what I'm, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something bigger because I'm trying to view you as a person to establish a relationship, relationship with and to be lifelong. Yeah. And when they, when they feel that, Wes, it's no longer about the product or service or good or the money amount. That's why you see so many of my, the companies and corporations give me whatever I ask for because it's not about the money for me. Yeah. It's not about money. That's where the subconscious minds believe something is true. So I'm now just not just helping them with their conscious mind and their subconscious mind. Their subconscious mind is going to believe it's true because they feel that now. Yeah. And whether Absolutely. these whether these thoughts have a positive impact on us or not, think about that for a second. The conscious mind will work to assure those those beliefs are eliminated completely. Tell the listeners a little bit about the conscious mind and how it's able to do that when they those beliefs are completely eliminated with the buyer. Yeah. So, and that goes back to, cause that, a, a question I also have for you, because I'm thinking, you know, as you're talking about this, I'm kind of relating back to the salesperson that, mm -hmm. and what maybe some things that they're thinking of or what things that they go through. Right. I'm, I appreciate um, you doing that because it yeah. does help get to the, the real method and the strategy behind how to do this effectively. Right. Absolutely. Because here, here's the thing that we deal with a lot. So this is kind of my question for you because step number one, what it sounds like is from what we're talking about is create the, create the safe environment, create the type of relationship that allows you to be able to tell them we're going to go into this. You know, we're going to set the expectation that we are going to dive into maybe what's been holding you back. Some of the emotional baggage that you have, obviously you're not going to say it that way, but you know, that's the expectation you're setting. And so kind of the next, the next part of that, is, you know, people obviously have their own emotional baggage. They have their own experiences. They have things that have held them back. We've, there's some people who will be able to pinpoint why they feel a certain way. Yes. Much faster than others where some people would never have been able to be able to pinpoint where, why they feel a certain way about certain areas. And so my question from there is when you have someone that, you know, as in front of you and you know, they feel a certain way, they have a certain relationship with, with money or whatever the, whatever it is, whatever the emotional baggage is that they have or the certain, they feel a certain way. What is, what does that process look like when you know that they don't know where it comes from and can't identify it? What does some of that process look like to be able to get them to a point to where they understand where it stems from and why they feel the way they do before you start kind of rewiring it? I'm so excited to answer this question. I don't know if you probably could see when you, when you were talking, I, I got really excited because a lot of people don't know where their feelings come from and under, can understand their feelings. Yeah. We're both men. And if there's listeners that are listening to this and you're a man, there's a good chance that you were raised by a generation that told you that you cannot show your emotions to women. Yeah. Okay. And cry or whatever it is, it takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. 
you gotta understand that I'm, the reason why I'm going this route and explaining this and framing it this way, your buyer is going to be vulnerable. This is the time where they are exposed to be hurt, misled. Yes. Yep. So you need to approach the situation with a lot of, lot of patience and a lot of grace. You got to understanding being very extremely empathetic of their feelings. They're now exposed. And this is where I really shine. And, and I see me shining with not just the individual, the company or corporation. And I seen you do this is because I'm extremely empathetic with that piece. And I'm conscious of the fact of my recommendation might potentially ruin their life. And that's why my responsibility, I view, I take it very seriously, Wes. Like my responsibility with you, it's, it's important and it goes against everything I believe if I don't give you the right recommendation. So this is where active listening comes into play. I'm not just listening to what they're telling me, Wes. I'm listening for what they're not saying to me. And I'm going to educate them. And that's the next second piece of this. I'm going to educate them on some of the things that I have done over the years, proven over the years, to be able to get better with tying in the both sides of their brain and may helping them make better decisions. I hope that, and I hope the listeners really caught on to some of the things that I'm, I'm sharing because a lot of people don't talk about these things Wes, And that's why we're so excited to talk about this topic because it can be very tricky for people when you're dissecting and going into your brain and realizing why you feel a certain way about things. This is very difficult and it takes a lot of courage and a lot of people lie to themselves every day, Wes. They look at themselves in a the mirror and they say they're happy, but when they're alone, they're not happy because they drink, do drugs, whatever it is. Yeah. It's all about being whole and balanced. When I'm, yeah. when I'm working on myself, especially in my personal life, over the past three months, I've had a really dig deep, dig deep. And I've started doing a daily routine in the mornings again and more religiously for myself. I'm extremely more impactful with my buyers on an emotional intelligence side because I'm more in tune with my own emotions. Right. That's what you need to really communicate and understand teaching them it's okay to feel vulnerable and it's okay to suck at this up until now. Yeah. Because what I'm going to do with you is I'm going to train you on how to really win in life. Are you ready? And then that's where the excitement comes from. Yeah. So when you're feeling this way, I want you to send me an email. I want you to send me a text message. I want you to send this and I want you to, I want to understand, I want you to communicate with me how you felt when you realized you didn't do it. Yeah. Whatever they've done before. Absolutely. So it's that you're holding them accountable to it. So on that note, kind of bouncing off of that as well. So how much of the process, like when you're, so say we're having a conversation and, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, you know, there's some baggage there that I have. How much is the process addressing it then? And how much of the process is giving them something for them to start working on, for them to start identifying it? Right. I talk a lot about getting them up to my level yeah, and where they can make a better decision. When you're talking about, if you say, hypothetically speaking, you have that baggage that's there. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you about the baggage. I'm going to tell you about 
why the type of client or buyer I'm looking for for this particular product or service cannot have that baggage. Yeah. It's not acceptable. The people that I recommend for this product or service do not have these problems. And here's the reasons why they don't have these. See, I'm coming indirectly with it, mm -hmm. third person. I'm not talking about it directly to them. I'm talking about another client or I'm talking about the type or the attributes of the people that are really successful in life with this you know, particular product or service or good. I'm doing that so they are able to see it where their, emotionals, their emotional side isn't there. Yeah. Now, now I'm going back to logic. Justify with logic. That's how yeah. you're able to do it that way. I hope yeah. that gives it, sheds a little bit more light on the approach you should take with yeah. your buyer. And it absolutely does. And so how, how much of that, because we talk about empathy yes. and the importance of empathy. So when is it good? You know, how, how much should you be empathetic on, and when should you not be empathetic when it comes to your buyer? Being empathetic was when they're feeling vulnerable. That's when it's okay. No, it's not okay when it's self-sabotaging themselves. They keep making a stupid decision or they keep going in because they have whatever makes them feel comfortable is what they're going to run to. So a lot of people that are watching this right now, you might be watching this you know, episode or listening to this episode and you think it's really impactful and you're like, oh my God, I'm ready to start trying it out. And then when it starts getting a little difficult, you'll go back and Netflix and chill and do whatever the hell you were doing before, right? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not an empathetic when they... I'm telling them and trying to work on this with them. Like, stop feeling this way. Stop making this stupid decision. You're ruining your life. What are you talking about, Chris? It's only, I mean, I eat that cheeseburger. Whatever. It's, it doesn't matter whatever, you know, decision yeah. they make. When they keep making that stupid decision, it's kind of like, you know, back in the day, and I don't, they don't do it anymore. When I was a kid going through, you know, take a ruler and slap it on your hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm holding them accountable. I'm going to make them hold me accountable for not checking in and, and holding them in check with that. So if you yeah. feel a certain way and I don't pick up on it, what I would like for you to do, Mr. or Mrs. Prospect, is share with me that I overlooked that. Can you do that for me? Because sometimes I get caught up into what I need to do with you. I might overlook it. You need to hold me accountable. Can you do that for me? See, I'm, I'm yeah. helping them. What I'm trying to do, Wes, is I'm trying to train them on how to work with me. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so how much is that expectation? So, cause there's two things there. There's the expectations that you set and the standards that you have. Absolutely. How much does that play a role into kind of rewiring who they are to fit the mold that you're looking for, for them to be, to go to that next level? Everybody's different. There's four different personality types. So you have to un gain more knowledge of understanding who you're talking to and what you can and cannot do with your buyer. Keep in mind that they're still vulnerable in this state. It doesn't take much time. I know that probably some of the listeners right now are like, man, me being able to implement this in my approach or align it with my sales process is going to take a lot of time. It doesn't take more than five minutes if you do this correctly. I mean, I, when I get them to a certain 
level of working with me or once I kind of have the foundation to be able to build on, I don't really have conversations, real deep conversations with people anymore because that trust level is always there, but I'm still going to check in on it. Yep. So it doesn't take a lot of time, but it does take a lot of touch points and being consistent with my approach. There's not much I'm going to miss. Yeah. Why? Because I'm taking notes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A lot of people go, man, I should have told them that. I should have, I should have communicated that with them. And maybe I missed that recording. Your meetings are very important. I record every meeting I've had for the last five years. That is the number one reason why I'm able to do what I'm able to do. I listen to my calls again. I'm, I'm hard on myself. Wes, you think if I'm hard with my buyers or companies or corporations, I'm extremely critical of myself. I listen to my calls and go, ah, man, I missed an opportunity there. Doesn't mean I'm going to miss that opportunity ever again. Yeah. Because the next time I get on the phone, Wes, before we get going with today's you know, session, I want to take the opportunity to say that I'm sorry to you. I'm like, well, for what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I miss, I was, I had took some time and I was going through my notes and I prepped myself for this meeting as I normally do. I prep myself 10 to 15 minutes before the meeting. So that makes sure that I have the right notes available and the right recommendation for you, for you to be successful. Takes, takes, I've let them know right from the beginning. I prep myself. Well, another thing I was doing is going through my notes before this meeting. And I realized that I missed a huge opportunity with you before we begin. Can I take two to three minutes? And if we go over, I just want to let you know right now, is it okay for you and as in time? Do you have enough time today? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Because I know we got a lot to talk about, but I missed an opportunity and then I go into it. Yeah. Me doing that with them took me to another level of rapport. Yeah. Because now they realize this guy doesn't have the agenda of screwing me over or you know, getting me, you know, it's not about time. He's taking extra time to make sure that he's touching on that. And when I usually do that, Wes, it has nothing to do with that company. It has nothing to do with them in the process. It has everything to do with them personally. So yeah. they're not just going to, I'm not going to tell people my core values. They're going to feel that I have their best interest at heart because I'm never going to recommend somebody for something that is not going to be able to benefit from whatever I'm selling. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> You got to hold yourself accountable, man. You yeah. got to gain more knowledge and it comes from within, bro. Like yeah. if you're listening to this and you're a new salesperson or an older salesperson and be like, well, it takes a lot of time and I don't really want to do this. And if you're a scumbag, they're going to know. Right. That's why the 99% of the salespeople that ever get next to me on a call or ever work, you know, maybe on the same team. That's why I keep completely keep beating the shit out of you over and over and over because it's, it's, it's about you. It's not what I'm saying and how I'm doing the mechanics and the methods. It's just that your intentions suck and your clients see that my intention is pure and people right. feel that. Do they not? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's a critical point. That's a critical point because if they feel your intention, again, yes. it just drops their guard a bit more mm -hmm. and it makes them start to trust you a lot more. And that's the whole point of it because Obviously, what we look to do is we look to build the, relation, the type of relationship first where you're going to view me as the authority, view me, view me as a credible, source, a credible source, and then view me as someone that you can absolutely trust with this vulnerable you know, journey that you're going on and the way that you're feeling right now. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I found that, and especially with our approach, why it's so much more effective is because 
we look to build the relationship first. So how much, how much does that play a role or impact the, even the customer lifetime value with that particular client? Looking at it with that type of approach, I need to explain my agenda. Yeah. And I need to see if we're going to have the same goals aligned. I don't do it with every single person, Wes. Yeah. There's only a handful of people. I, I spend more of my time of the 90% of the people that I work with. It, it comes from the 10% of the, of the whole lead base could be. Yeah. I spend more of my time with the people that are minds are more impressionable and they're ready to work on something and work and work on something in a bigger picture that has a, like the outcomes that I'm searching for, I explain them and see if they're able to want to go on this journey with me. Yeah. It's a fantastic voyage. Remember that Coolio song? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to see if you're going to ride with and, and ride in that caddy with me. Yeah. I, I want to see if you want to go because it's going to suck. Going on this journey together might be very difficult for you. I explained that as well. This is good at times. This is going to suck. And also in times, you're not going to understand why I'm recommending certain things for you to do and work on, but you're, it's okay to not understand. I don't want you to understand completely, but by the end of this training and by the end of this journey, you're going to look back on this and go, aha, now I know why Chris was beating me up so hard. I literally want to marinate them and, and help them grow. And that comes from believing in abundance as well, Wes. That's another yeah. piece. I'm telling you, <laughs> if you don't truly believe in abundance, you cannot do this. Right. I want the best. I want them to succeed more than I do. And some of my buyers have, have they not, Wes? Yeah. I got people that I've enrolled into other programs, products, services. They've started their own companies and their corporations and they're doing extremely well. And it all comes back from me removing that one little thing that was holding them back. And it was actually self-sabotage for themselves. Yeah. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people are probably thinking, real quick on this. Yeah. A lot of people are probably thinking, well, how the hell do you do that? Well, it takes time. You, you got to work on yourself. Right. <laughs> that is so critical. That is so critical. Because again, you have to have the pure intentions, like you said. That is right. an absolutely critical piece. And then, yeah, you, you have to become the person that can help the person. Yes. Right? So it's the same thing as we always talk about. If you want to make a million dollars, you got to become the kind of person that can make a million dollars. Right. It's all the same. If you want to be able to help someone break through their emotional baggage, you have to take the time to break through yours and understand it at a deep level mm. so that you can help somebody else. And, and so, and there's two sides of it, right? There's a side where, you know, you're, a vo but you're not, you're not just helping them you know, take that baggage and turn it into something great. They have to do it for themselves. Yes. So how much, I guess if we want to elaborate a little bit on that piece, how much of it is them just taking that ownership and doing it for themselves? It takes extreme ownership. Yeah. But I put it on them. This is what coaching or could be coaching. It could be this journey. It could be whatever type of business. It's a partnership. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. And I don't care if you know why, but I'm, here, here's why. Here's what you're going to do. And here's what I'm going to do for you. Collectively, we work together as a unit. We're going to meet me halfway. If you're able to meet me halfway, you're going to have potentially a game-changing type of opportunity for yourself. 
maybe not with that particular product or service of good. You mentioned something real quick and I want to bring it up. In order for you to make a million dollars, you got to have million dollar income skills. Right. Right. Not just producing a million dollars. You want to yeah. take that million dollars worth of earnings, chop it up, save and then multiply in different revenue streams for you to make multiple million dollars. Right. That's the key. For, for them to visualize that type of outcome for themselves is sometimes very difficult for them to see. It's very blurry. But for all the listeners out there, think of something that one of your favorite memories. Can you visualize that memory? Yes, because it was something important to you. But think about you hitting, you living in a mansion. Can you visualize that? A lot of people can't. This is what I'm talking about. I'm going to help them visualize that they can actually accomplish this if they're able to look at whatever situation they're in and whatever the skills and the things that you already possess, everyone can be very successful, but it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hard work, dedication, it takes a lot of courage, it takes a lot of ownership. You got to take ownership. Yeah. This is your life. And how much this is your life? Like I'm not captain, save a closer, right. captain, save a person. I, I'm not that heroic. Right. If you're able to show me that you want it, I'm able to do whatever I want to do with you and I'll, I'll give you everything that I know and, and all my skills, all my beliefs, all my, you know, my core values. I'll dedicate my time with you to help you succeed. And they feel that abundant inside of me. They know like, damn, this guy really wants me to succeed, but I'm going to have to do this to meet him in that level. That's why they raise themselves. That's how yeah. they're able to do it because they know that I'm there to help them. Right. Absolutely. And that's, that's definitely a critical point is that intention piece in them feeling. It. And so the, the one thing that we absolutely know is that your subconscious mind, it, what you can do to control your subconscious is what you do consciously, right. what you're feeding your brain, what you're telling yourself, what you're visualizing. So because you mentioned something there about can you, can you visualize yourself in a mansion? And if you can't, that's the first step. So if you could elaborate a bit more on kind of the importance of that piece and how to get someone to that level, because I, that's absolutely a critical point when it comes to that mm -hmm. subconscious and uh, conscious mind. I want to teach them. First, I need to teach them about why they want to live a certain way. Because a mansion is not going to make sense for people that, that don't want to live in a mansion. I'm just using that as an example. Right. What does a perfect life look like to you? These are, this is part of the questioning when I'm having conversations with people. What does, how do you measure success? Why do you measure it that way? Tell me a little bit more about that. What I'm hearing you say is you don't really view living in a mansion you, you know, as success. You, what you would like to do is, is have a bus and go and try to see all the baseball stadiums one year and write a book about it. That's how, that's what excites you because whatever excites me, is it going to excite you? And whatever it is for people, I'm able to, I have an understanding of what they want to do with their life. When you're five years old, Wes, I assume that you had a goal in mind of what you wanted to do when you grew up, correct? Yeah. Whatever that is. And I'm sure it changed from five to eight to 18 to 20, correct? Yeah, right. Why do you feel it changed? That's because my experiences changed. My values <laughs> changed. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to give them a different experience and they might not at the beginning of our relationship or the beginning of the journey, they might not say to themselves, I want to live this certain way. 
Wes, I didn't know that I was going to be a little materialistic when I started making money. Yeah. 10 years ago, wearing a Rolex and wearing an AP watch or wearing Gucci socks, <laughs> at zero interest in, Wes. Yeah. But damn, these watches are kind of nice and these socks are really comfortable. Do you, do you see how my experience is sort of changing? Yeah. Do I need to have these things? No. Do I want to have these things in my life? Yes. Do I work hard? Yes. Do I pay these, you know, invest? I look at it as an investment because I, I look at it with, I pay with it with passive income. It's free to me. It was from passive income. Yeah. It's one thing that speed loves is money. Because if you make and generate enough of it and you're able to multiply it in, into different revenue streams, you can make a crap ton of passive income of not doing a damn thing. Yeah. So to answer your question and going back to it, I don't want to get too far off a topic. That's the conscious and the subconscious mind. Do you see how I'm able to reframe it? Yeah. A lot of you are listening to this and a lot of salespeople, and I need to bring this up. Your two brains are completely screwing you over in sales because you're getting on the phone or you're working with your buyers and you haven't even discovered the things about yourself. You might just have a good couple techniques. That's why techniques and methods don't work, no longer work in today's marketplace. It's about emotion, feeling. If you don't work on this and develop a skill set of you discovering more about yourself and removing all the bullshit that you've held back, that held you back, you're going to do that to your buyer. You're going to fail your buyer. So if you're listening to this and you've been in the game 30 years and you made $100 million, congratulations. I'm happy for you. And then you start seeing people like myself and Wes get to those certain type of numbers and you realize that you can't do this shit no more. Well, it's passing the torch. You got to be adaptable to change. Yep. You have to be. That's, that's the most successful people out there in the world today are the ones that are most adaptable to change. Until the subconscious mind agrees with whatever you're working on, and, and understands it, the subconscious mind will resist it. In every attempt, you have to embrace it. Think about this for a second as a salesperson. If, you're, if you have people say, if you say this to yourself, and your subconscious mind says this to yourself, it's okay if they think it over. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a long sales cycle. I don't make, I don't, I don't like making many cold calls. If they're happy with their current situation. I can't help them. Bullshit. Prospects that they think it over will eventually buy for me. No, it's not okay to confront a person, confront a buyer, bring up this topic. Any lack of results is due to the economy or marketplace. Bull crap. That's where you have people like us that everybody's running for the hills with his investments and stuff. That's where I'm doubling down, bro. Right. I'm doubling down. Because what goes up must come down. <laughs> yeah. What goes down must go, will go back up. Will it not? Look right. at the economy. I mean, a lot of people don't understand the buyer cycle, you know, like a, an economy cycle. You got expansion. <laughs> they don't understand this stuff. Yeah. So that's what I'm educating my people with is I'm giving them a better way of looking at life in, in general. A lot of people think that they don't need to tie in emotion they keep your personal life separate from business. That's where I failed in the past. You got to merge that shit together. Yeah. Now you're, now you're completely and 100% authentic. 
talk to talk to the listeners a little bit more in depth about why that's important. Well, it goes back to intentions. Yeah, right? I mean, we talked about our intentions and why it's pure. So, if I'm afraid to tell you who I really am, am I really? Do I really have the best intentions, or can I at least show you that I have the best intentions? And so, it's extremely be authentic because that's what people are drawn to. Mm-hmm. They're drawn to the real you. And they, and that's what will make them latch on to you because some people will buy from you and, and I'm, I mean, I'm going to say it this way, but because they want to be like you. Yes. Right? Some people, they'll, they'll build rapport and trust with you because they want to be like you. And so you need to be authentic because your, your authentic self will allow you to have the best intentions and the purest intentions and allow you to build a true relationship with the person. And that's what it goes back to. We're going back to, we need to, we need to build a real relationship so that person can view me as a person that can help them. Mm-hmm. But how do I build a real relationship with you if I don't even tell you who I am, mm-hmm. if I'm not authentic with you? And I don't, and, the, and that piece of it will, is actually ammunition for you to use in your relationship with that person or in your sales process. I can pull things from my own experiences that will help me relate. I can pull things from my experiences that will help comfort someone or help someone raise their standards or whatever it is that I'm trying to do. I can always pull from from who I am to gift to that person. And that's why it's so critical. I'm going to help them rewrite their story. Yeah. Rewriting people's stories and attached to whatever situation. When I start talking to people and I realize that that negative story, because it needs to be a positive story now. That's their mind telling them that's yeah. tying into the subconscious and conscious mind, isn't it? Right. It takes a lot of patience. So I'm going to ask this question real quick and then we can wrap up with this to this topic and then because we, we're going to talk about this forever. And then we'll move on to the next. And if, if you're listening to this, guys, and if you want us to go a little bit deeper, fill out the feedback form so that way we're able to know exactly what has maybe potentially held you back. And here, before I ask you the question, I'm going to help this with the listeners, help them understand. There's a four-step questions I usually ask buyers to help them understand or same thing with salespeople. Ask yourself, why aren't you more effective? And what up insert, whatever that we're talking about, right? Then ask how much more effective can you be? And whatever you visualize, you can accomplish. Can we expose that on a call? So the third question is what will it take for you to accomplish that insert product service, whatever it is, Last question is important. How long will it take you to accomplish that, do you think? These four questions are very simple. Are they with? Are there something that's mind-blowing? <laughs> right. You got to keep it simple. It. Yeah. You got to keep it simple. Like you guys are overcomplicating conversations with your buyers yep. because you're trying to ask all these crazy-ass questions that are not going to work. No. The question I have for Wes, and then go with this, and then we'll kind of lead with this. Why do you think, Wes, that it takes so much time and effort to do this effectively and learn this particular skill set? You got. You got to remember, you're change. You're rewiring who somebody is. Okay. And if it took that person forty years to be who they are right now, how do you expect to make an impact with them in 20 minutes? Mm -hmm. And it goes the same thing for yourself. 
you've been you've been wired a certain way your entire life doesn't matter how old you are and if it took that long for you to be who you are right now how do you expect to change yourself in 20 minutes you can't that's that's why i'm that's why i'm talking about that's why i asked you a question the way that you did and i love the way that you answered that question and to dive in and not to talk over you here you're touched on something really important you can't change your life in 20 minutes but you can change the way that they're looking at life in 20 minutes yeah you're not going to ch- you're <laughs> this is the accountability side this is where you know you can let's think about a car for a second when you're rewiring a car to run a certain way can it run can it accomplish the goal yeah, yeah. but it, you're not going to be there for when they accomplish that goal you're not right. that's what You've got to keep that in mind. You're there for a tune-up every once in a while until they're able to accomplish that goal. Yeah. Listen, it, and this is where a lot of people think they need to spend so much damn time. Man, come on, man. I now taught you a different way of looking at it. Now go do it. Right. I'm not there to change your life every day. How many times would I don't need to have this conversation with people more than once or twice, maybe. No. To give a perfect example of that, like I've had clients that have invested a lot of money with me and that I've, been, I've worked with for a long time because they continue to invest money with me. And two years down the line with working with this person, we're identifying and trying to rewire certain things that have been holding them back. Two mm-hmm. years later, it didn't, that, that thing didn't stop them from going to that next step. You got to view it as one step at a time. Exactly. What's it going to take to get them to the next step? What's it going to take them to get them to the next call, to that next outcome? And one at a time until you get to where you want to be. Right. People ask me sometimes, what is your process? Well, it depends on what they need from me. Right. Every, every process is different for people. I do have a main protocol for my assistants to drive and that my team my business to drive, but that's just a protocol. Can a protocol be adaptable? Of course. Absolutely. Cause I'm going to cultivate my approach with the buyer, Mm -hmm. with the person, the company, it can always be changed. You can go as fast or slow as you need to through with this process. It doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is, is it going to be impactful for you to go at this pace? That's, That's something we could probably talk about next week. Figuring out what pace you should have because you never want to get people to feel like they're being dragged through a system. That's going to create a lot of tension and a, and a lot of tension and buyer resistance. You want to get a little faster to them and that way they're feeling like they're being led, but not just led. They feel like you're still walking with them. You're just going a little bit faster. A lot of people, they view that. They think that they're... They, they, the problem, Wes, I see a lot with people is that they're working with them individually and they're on the same pace. They're going what, that their pace of what they want because they don't want to piss off the buyer or they want to make the sale so bad. They're working at their pace. I ain't got time for that shit. You need to reach your, you need to <laughs> rewire your own way of thinking because the people that I work with, Wes, hit these type of numbers. Right. Either you're willing to get up to that type of level and get yourself ready for that pace. Stop eating cheeseburgers. Go work out, whatever it is within their mind. Right. And now you're able to do it. Okay, now we have the same objective. We have the same goal in mind. And when I align that part, then I'm going to hold them accountable to it. Yeah. It's really that simple. It's not overcomplicating what you're trying to work on. But other than that, I think that we've, and I hope this 
episode really helped you guys and all the listeners start showing you a different way of looking at even the situation in business within your own self. That's why I believe this podcast and the episodes and some of the things we talk about, Wes, and I'm so grateful that you're able to share your insights because they're so valuable and they make so much an impact with the companies and corporations I see Wes do now and, and work with and, and transform their results because it's all about personal connection. It, yep. That's all it is. So yep. take the time, work on yourself, but you're going to, you know, that goes back to, you know, my core value me being authentic Wes. And what do I tell the people that I work with at the companies and corporations? Always make a dedication and make a promise to yourself and sometimes make a commitment and do it publicly. So that way it needs to stick to work yeah. on yourself and become 1% better tomorrow than you were today. And I don't care what, whatever that is, could be personal, could be business, but you need to get better every day. Do you not? Of course. Because the world's evolving. Every second it changes. This is how I'm able to be more adaptable. And I'm not going to stop and I'm not going to accept anything less from the best of myself from that particular day. Yeah. And of course, days are going to be days that you're not going to feel like you're going to do it. Well, that's the difference. Need I say more? I think that's it. Any day that ends in why? Any day that ends in why? I, I focus on myself. Right. And I made that commitment to myself that my family, my, you know, my daughter, my family back home, you know, my businesses. There's a lot of people counting on me, Wes. Yeah. Am I going to let all my emotional bullshit and baggage ruin all the opportunities and everything I've built? No. Because I have too much riding on it. Right. So any day that ends in why, I'm going to work on myself. And it's going to suck. Some days it's going to be easier. But the feeling of achievement and accomplishment afterwards when I'm hitting the levels and what I want in my life, I've already projected it. I've already put it out in the universe. The universe knows what I want and it's going to give it to me. Yeah. This history is proven. When I'm willing to put forth all my effort into something, I'm going to accomplish because I don't lose. I don't. And it's the worst thing that you can ever do to yourself is, is beat yourself. Yeah. That's where I have issues with people in life is beating yourself. And that's where I view it as a sale, as a sale, a seller to a buyer. Stop beating your damn self, man. Yeah. You're beating yourself. You're letting them win. I'm going to keep going on this topic <laughs> because yeah. this is what I do. I, this, I feel like I'm talking to myself. Yeah. I mean, and, here's the thing. We, we all have a limited time on this planet. You know, yes. at some point we're all going to go. And so you owe it to yourself to be the best that you can possibly be every single day and get better every single day. Absolutely. Otherwise, what's the point of it all? And so that's what it all starts with. It starts with commitment and the confidence to do it. And as long as you have that and you have the will to win and not winning just what, you know, not in the traditional sense of winning, but just even just winning your day, just getting better that, that day, it has a huge impact on your life. And if you can just focus at that, because again, going back to your conscious and subconscious, you can't control your subconscious. You can control your conscious. And what you do will affect who you are and who you become. Mm -hmm. And so focus on what you can do. Focus on what you're taking in. Focus on who you're listening to. 
you know, focus on what you don't do and what you do. And you'll see how you'll start to transform each and every day until you at some point look back and say, when was I that person? Because I don't remember that. It's happened and I've seen you do it over the year. I mean, I've done it within myself. I mean, my dedication on, you know, a Saturday to spend four hours on whatever I'm working on, on my goals and my targets. That's where I measure and reassess, but I measure and reassess every day to own my results because I'm checking in with myself every day in a, in a lot of different areas, personal, business, you know, sales could be, you know, how I'm doing in the entrepreneur world. Am I taking the time to grow through this and, and set up more connections for my major corporation that I own now, my educational business? Am I having the right type of people? Am I going to build the right, you know, um, am I going to have the right customers? Am I going to have the right employees to deal with those types of customers? That's how much I look into this. Yeah. So is it going to take a lot of time and effort? Absolutely. But this is what, this is what I do. This is why we do it. And it never so ends. It's it never, never going to end. Any <laughs> day and ends and why, day. my friend, until I pushing up daisies. Right. If you want to be, if you want to feel powerful, get yourself and get, get your heartbeat up and yeah. feel your heart for a second. And if your heart's still beating, you still got a chance to live the life of your dreams. Am I going to achieve my dreams today? I'm not ready for it. I didn't discover that version of myself yet. There's multifaceted layers to success. It's not just one yeah. size fits all and you... What I mean, you think all these people that hit such a high level of success, that it just happened over, overnight in a vehicle? It doesn't happen with vehicles. It happens with habits and small little yeah. details. Yeah. And, it, and there's no end game. A lot of people look at it as there's supposed to be an end game. I'm doing this so I can get here. It doesn't mm -hmm. work that way. That's why you see people who are worth billions and billions of dollars still are doing so much because mm -hmm. they could stop whenever they wanted to. But it's not about, there's no end game. That's just who they are. Yep. And that's who they'll continue to be until they're no longer here. And then the they're, impact that they made while right. they were here will that stay impact on they made, That impact they made is over time in having yeah. the confidence they made impact in other areas of their life. Your goals will always change, but you need to have something to chase in that target. Yeah. I'm chasing, I'm chasing myself in 20 years. Yeah. Chasing myself in 20 years. Me thinking about myself in 20 years, maybe I'll have a lot more gray in my beard because it's already starting to turn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the life that I'm trying to visualize in 20 years and what I'm chasing, Wes, is I want to have my daughter's grandchildren already on the Ford's list. That's what I'm chasing. Yeah. But that money's not going to do anything for her unless I'm able to raise her properly and knowing how to deal with men, deal with herself. Because this is a men's world up until now, but you're starting to see a lot of successful entrepreneur women. They're more driven than we are guys. If you're listening to this, yep. they're going to, this is the decade for women in entrepreneurship. Yeah. We're seeing prove it, it right to now. You. I'm going to prove it to you either in 20 years with my daughter, but I'm going to prove it to you <laughs> with the results. I'm telling you, these girls, they're going to, they're killing it, killing mm. it. Do I believe they're more successful Women salespeople, absolutely. Absolutely. They're more driven. Yeah. They're more self-aware of their own emotions. Emotional intelligence. I'm telling you, get on this train.
and develop yeah. more emotional intelligence and you will win in this decade. Yeah, I okay. agree. Other than that, guys, keep moving, keep growing, keep learning. Stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs> I'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you for taking your time and listening to today's podcast of The Win-Win Effect. In success, it's all about living a better quality of life. So at the very least, subscribe to The Win-Win Effect podcast so you don't miss the next episode. Feel free to share on your social media or simply tell a friend about it. Also, please rate and review the podcast.